This episode of the This Is Reportage podcast is sponsored by Narrative Select. If you're anything like me, you shoot thousands of frames at a wedding or family shoot. And though we get the best images by doing this, it does mean the cull can be long and painful at times. Have you ever wished there was something that could speed up this process? Well, say hello to Select by Narrative, a new AI-powered culling tool. It automatically detects any out-of-focus faces or blinks, and you can view close-up crops of all faces in an image on screen at the same time, making it easy to compare your subjects across multiple similar shots. As well as obviously being great for group shots, I can think of lots of documentary scenarios where this could be really helpful. If I've shot 20 frames of the same speech reaction, for example, being able to automatically disregard the out-of-focus or blinkers would definitely speed up the call. It does all this whilst also being faster than Lightroom, with no load times as you go between images, and the speed is on par with Photomechanic. It's also optimised to work with your Lightroom workflow, so you can easily import your choices from Narrative Select to Lightroom in a couple of clicks. Thanks to Narrative Select for sponsoring this episode. Head to this episode's page on thisisreportage.com, where you'll find a link to get 10% off. Hi and welcome to episode 75 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Reportage and This Reportage family, and I'm a photographer too. So great to talk to the fab Marnix de Stichter today. Marnix was not only in our top 50 photographers in the world for 2020 on TIR, but he was also fourth in the Netherlands and also made our top 25 storytellers in the world list too. Really remarkable achievements. It was really fun to talk to you on the episode as well, with so many fun and interesting stories to share, including something a bit embarrassing that happened to him at a wedding, the story behind one of his specific reportage awards, why walking in the park and sitting on benches holds such resonance, his experience of living in China for over a year, his thoughts and advice on story awards, being, in his own words, quite a geek, and much more too. By the way, this interview took place on 30th of March 2021, so if we speak about anything time or date related that maybe isn't relevant right now, things change so quickly during these COVID times, you know why there's that discrepancy. Right, over to Marnix. Hey Marnix, how you doing? Hey Alan, good, good. How about yourself? Good, thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah, all fine, all fine. And um, yes, for once it is sunny here, and I think we were speaking beforehand, it's sunny where you are as well, isn't it? Yeah, a few days. Uh, it's almost 20 degrees tomorrow, I think. So oh, awesome. really? That's nice, man. That's nice. Everyone's in the park and uh, trying to not pretend that there's corona. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I get that. I get that. Yeah, because you're in, you're in the Netherlands, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. And what, what are the current kind of lockdown rules at the moment where you are? Are you in a full lockdown or what's going on? Uh, yeah, something along those lines, but uh, you don't really notice it all that much. Uh, but the stores are closed, most of them, although you can visit them for uh, uh, if you make an appointment for 10 minutes to go into a store, things like that. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, evening uh, clock, so uh, not allowed after nine. And I think from a few days on, uh, oh, really? tomorrow it's from 10 o'clock uh, at night oh right a proper kind of curfew type thing yeah yeah wow we've not had really that in the uk it's oh good for you well it's just interesting all the different rules isn't it between the different countries we, we've had it's only yesterday we we're allowed to meet up with I think, up to six people outside now um so that was a big oh wow forward. that's extreme so no no it's been a little bit more loose here uh, we've had weddings up to 30 people that were allowed Oh, really? What, still now? You can have up to 30 Yeah, people? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. So it was only yesterday we were allowed weddings at all, and up to six people only as well, only up to six. Oh, well, no. I, I know, it's mad. And what was, what was 2020 like, you know, for you in general? How, how was it? Uh, well, I could say that it was a, a very bad year uh, photography-wise, but actually quite enjoyed <laughs> the year oh that's uh, good though yeah yeah you... yeah it's, it's like uh um as if you have a uh, one year of uh, leave of uh, of work and uh, mm. uh, so there's a lot of uh, uh pondering relaxation time and uh well see what uh, the future will bring and uh, how to prepare for that 
No, I get that. It's like a kind of a forced sabbatical, isn't it? In a way, yeah, is that yeah, something along those lines? Yeah. Is that when I said, in your own words, you said you spent over a year walking in the park and sitting on benches doing nothing? Is that the coronia? Is that what you're meaning? No, no, no. That was a many. Uh, it was five years ago. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, tell us about that then. What was what was that period? Tell us about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that has nothing to do with photography, although uh, out of that year came the conclusion, hey, I, let's try this uh, wedding photography stuff uh, for a year. Um, but, uh, no, I was always doing a full-time job as an engineer. And uh, although I liked doing it, I, I, I wasn't cut out for the nine-to-five. Right. So I did some freelance jobs, and after a while, I realized, okay, it's not going to work. Uh, and a good friend of mine, he said, you know what you should do? Uh, do a Vipassana retreat. That's 10 days of silent meditation, 10 hours per day oh, meditating. Wow. And we're like, okay, that's pretty extreme, but yeah. <laughs> let's try this. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, Had you done any kind of meditating before? Yeah, but maybe like 15 minutes sitting on a couch. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was quite, quite extreme because uh, I, I was able to observe my thoughts. And it's like, okay, this, the thoughts are quite uh, dysfunctional, actually. For three right. days straight, I heard the voice saying, hey, you could also go home and meditate for two hours and then actually work 10 hours and get something done. Uh, so I heard that for almost three days straight in my head, right. and I was like, "Okay, there's something, <laughs> something wrong here." Mm. Um, so uh, I decided, "Okay, let's tackle this because it's probably a more." Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm stuck at a corner in my house where always the ambulances uh, drop by. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah, well, not nice, I guess, hearing ambulances, but I guess it gives context of where you are. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was saying, um, yeah, I, I, I realized it's probably something that's also a little bit more widespread than just in my head. It's like something society says that you have to be busy, have to do stuff. Mm. Um, so uh, I thought, okay, um, when I come back uh, home, uh, because I'm working for myself, I have the liberty to just take two weeks off and uh, I'll sit on the couch and whenever I have the desire to do something I'll just uh, instead of actually do something investigate what uh, what is at the root cause of it what is uh, happening inside me that uh, has this desire to do something although it might not even be beneficial Right, okay. I enjoyed it so much that I was just sitting on the on the uh, on my couch and uh, going into the park, which is next door to my house. Oh, nice! And uh, two weeks uh, ended up being over a year, just sitting on park benches and enjoying the sun and or the Dutch weather, which isn't always sun. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it sounds quite a time in your life then. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, probably long overdue because I realized always when I was working, like, oh, is this really what life is meant to be like? like mm. Doing this until uh, you retire? Like, no, not for me. But uh, that year was very, yeah, very beneficial for me because it, it created a certain relaxedness, a certain life as your back kind of feel inside right. me. Um, what had you been doing weddings before then, or what were you doing at the time then as a job? Were you, were you... Yeah, so back in university, I, when I was graduating, uh, a friend of mine asked if I would want to uh, document her, her wedding, and I was just shooting a lot of work, mostly portraits, and she really loved those pictures. So she said, oh, you want to do that? And I said, sure, I'll try. <laughs> and I absolutely loved it. I actually loved it more than my entire studies. <laughs> okay, cool. And what were you studying at the time? Was uh, industrial design engineering, so oh, right. uh, quite technical. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, but I thought, like, no, no, no. I've, I've, I'm going to finish my studies, and uh, I'm going to be an engineer. And uh, I wanted to go travel to China, work there uh, for production, uh, going into factories and everything. So oh, wow. that was the plan, and uh, I continued on doing that. But every year, someone would call me up, like, hey. Uh, 
mostly related to the, the previous wedding. You want to um, capture my wedding? And uh, so I'm sure. And every time I did, I was like, oh, I love this so much. Got so much energy from this. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and it uh, took me nine years until uh, a certain moment uh, <laughs> sitting uh, for a year on, the, on a bench uh, in the park. I realized, like, hey, let's try this wedding photography thing for one year and wow. uh, see how it goes. Wow, and it must have gone well. Yeah, yeah, that first year was crazy because I, I decided, like, okay, if I have 12 weddings, that would be awesome. Uh, but then I put on a uh, small marketing campaign. <laughs> it was because it would be my 10th year as a wedding photographer, although in those 10 years, I would have shot a total of eight weddings. Okay, but yeah, spread out. <laughs> technically, technically, I was a wedding photographer for 10 years. <laughs> so I put on uh, an ad campaign. Uh, it's like, okay, uh, 10 years wedding photographer. I'm giving <laughs> one wedding uh, reportage for free. Oh, if you cool. uh, submit on my landing page. Ah, uh, so yeah. In, oh, I, I maybe within 24 hours, I had like 50 applications. Wow, gosh. And uh, I, uh, I did a small uh, check, okay, which, uh, which uh, dates are possible and uh, which uh, locations are nice. And then I did a lottery and one person or one couple won. And the other ones I called up saying, hey, uh, you didn't win, but I really loved your uh, motivation. And uh, some people even sent in videos. Oh, cool. Uh, saying, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, um, I'm able to do your wedding reportage uh, for 20% off. Ah, good idea. So in one month, I had 15 uh, winnings booked. Wow. <laughs> that's good going, man. That's so good. <laughs> wow. Gosh, you did. And that's, that's, that's a really good idea, that is, that, to do it like that. Do you enjoy, like, like back then and now even, do you enjoy the kind of marketing, the business side of what we do as well as the shooting? It's funny. I'm actually not that good at it, Alan. <laughs> oh, it sounds I just, good. That's <laughs> this, this was yeah, probably because I was uh, pondering it uh, over a year in my head uh, <laughs> in the park. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's suddenly like, hey, let's do that. Um, so I'm not that good at it. I'm also promoting myself. It's something I, uh, I have to get better at. But that. yeah, it, it is an essential part of 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 uh, any business. I think uh, you don't what? help yourself to be the best kept secret. Uh, <laughs> That's true. It's <laughs> a good way of saying. It. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Um, do, you, do I guess you do you enjoy the technical side of what we do? Because I, I know in your own words you say you're quite a geek. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Technical yeah, so, side of photography. So way back when I started out photography, uh, uh, I, you had the term strobist where you oh, yeah. had the off-camera flash uh, and you, you'd even tweak with the, the sync speed and everything. Well, that's the yeah, kind of yeah. thing I did. Oh, so cool. okay. technical aspects is like, oh, that's easy for me. I love it. Um, so those first, uh, when I was doing portraits, I was like trying to uh, overpower the sun and like really, really cheesy-ass stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that was easy for me. So also my first year of wedding photography, that's where I uh, fully focused on because like, okay, this is one of my strong points. Mm. Uh, let's make those kind of images that stand out and I'll get more bookings uh, from, uh, from people who want that kind of style. Mm -hmm. So far yep. away from, uh, from reportage. <laughs> okay. That's interesting starting that way, but it's so good to have that that real kind of technical know-how of how your cameras work and be so interested in it. It's a very important part of what we do as well. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. But it has to marry up with that kind of feeling and that empathy as well, which it does in your work, though, man. You've won so many reportage awards and story awards. It's so good. So you've got, you've got it all, Manix. You've got it all. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a little bit... Uh, uh, there are so many... Uh, it's also funny, like, listening to all the podcasts there's so many amazing photographers out there and uh the, the list is so long of, of wedding photographers you've interviewed that i look up to and uh there's so much to learn every time so saying i've got it all is uh, <laughs> a little oh. bit uh, 
but you but you are so good though man and I, I know i get that i know what you mean there, there is a world of talent out there but um you know you're so good you were recently in, in the top 25 storytellers in the world as well on 2020 which is you know that's an incredible achievement and that's not just for individual images obviously that's for story awards you know which is 15 to 20 images in each one um yeah do you have any tips you know on story awards in particular it could be advice on the actual shooting itself um or it could be your thoughts on how you pick your images or yeah any any advice uh, alan that that is the most difficult part <laughs> i can spend an entire day selecting the two uh story uh stories i want to submit or two like okay i have to choose between 15 and 20 images and then mm. i have this oh this image is so good but it doesn't fit into the rest right yeah take it out. oh no this is this is the most difficult part <laughs> <laughs> submitting for a tir but i bet i bet yeah what what i usually um make sure is that that the first image it needs to be different because the times i've i've uh been a, a jury on a on an award uh for wedding photography then uh you just have such a huge amount of really good images but if they don't stand out Mm. that's uh i mean the level also also of course in in uh in this is reportage is so high so uh i think that's really important that first image does need to stand out doesn't it yeah and also after that then uh to make sure that you have a, a narrow semi-wide and wide images to tell the entire story uh, to cool. not just be focused on on same type of I I, I should mainly with the the thirty five okay uh, but somehow it becomes a bit boring if all the images are shot on a thirty five no I get that mm. so it needs to you need to change it up a bit yeah variety uh, spice of life man spice of life yeah yeah yeah. It is important, though, isn't it? Because you want to tell a kind of dynamic, creative story. And, yeah, if you're using that same focal length, if you're standing the same distance from your subjects all the time, it's, you know, not as interesting as it could be, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and that's why I've uh, also, last year, I've bought a 135 millimeter. Oh, cool, yeah. Because normally I, I shoot with a 35 and an 85. Mm -hmm. But this year, or last year, uh, at least, it was like, okay, uh, social distancing. So I oh, thought, yeah. like... Uh, let's buy a, a a little bit more tele lens, mm -hmm. and it also works because I've been shooting a lot of smaller weddings. Like last Sunday, I had a, uh, a renewal of the vows. Oh, cool! Uh, and there were only uh, four guests. Right. Okay. Right. And then I can shoot from one spot with the thirty-five, and one uh, the same spot with a one hundred thirty-five. And you can get a portrait and a wide angle shot from mm. the same point. And it looks totally different. And I don't have to walk around as much. So mm. I think that's a really, really good idea. Really good. I think that, as you say, that variety is really important in getting that kind of different looks. And, you know, I shoot with a 24 mil and, well, 25 mil actually, and an 85 mil. And I, I like those difference in, um, in focal lengths. So I think it's important. Um, yeah, I, I tried the 24 once uh, back on my Nikon, but I thought it was a little bit too much distortion. Maybe mm -hmm. you have a better lens. Um, I'm no. also looking at 28. might be just a little bit wider than the 35. Yeah, that's true. Might be a sweet spot for you. Yeah, I think 24 for me, was, for me was just kind of what I began with, you know, so I'm just so used to it. And I just love being that physically really close and yeah know, it's, it's so intimate i love it but um yeah i think a lot of it is what you begin with because then i tried a 35 mil after that and i felt personally that i was just a bit too far away but i think that's because i started with a 24 mil you know so you know it's so awesome that you're you're able to be that close and be comfortable with it right it's because that's uh, that's a big thing for a lot of people mm. uh, getting close to your subject is uh yeah, that's so true, isn't it? I think what's what's also helped now is going to the Sony. So I shoot the A9 and I use the screen like 100% of the time. So now I can be even closer without being in their personal space because I can, you know, yeah, put my yeah, art yeah. rather than breathing on them and <laughs> looking through the viewfinder, I can, you know, use the screen. And do you, what are you using now? What are you doing? The, the A7 III. Uh, oh, so cool. I also switched uh, using the, and the Nikons before, D750. Uh, although I'm still using one D750 for the well 
not that many parties nowadays, but uh, <laughs> yeah. because then it's a little bit uh, more robust. So it right. have uh, yeah. a beer thrown over it and it still works. And uh, that's <laughs> a handy skill to have in a camera. That is <laughs> beer proof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, I really love the the A7 freeze and uh, well, it's probably similar to the to the A9 with the the flip screen. Yeah. And for me, also like ninety nine percent of the time, I'm just using the screen. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting that isn't it? We both do the same. It's yeah, it changes the way you shoot, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, and, and I, I noticed it the first wedding I did uh, with two A7 freeze. Uh, I had so much more energy because normally I would be like lying on the ground to get this weird angle mm -hmm. and I'd be just a little bit holding the camera on the ground and so much easier. Um, so it, it, it leaves more energy and more um, ability to, to actually focus on the moment. Uh, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I never even thought of that, but that is really true. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, because you've talked about, so weddings are still allowed with 30 people. I um, mean, how many did you actually shoot last year in, in 2020 then? Not that many. I think eight, eight or nine. Oh, eight, yeah. okay. No, yeah, it's not that many. So I only shot two. Um, eight or oh. nine, yeah. But it's, well, yeah, there's only, no, no, only two. But it's looking more hopeful. Um, this year so from june 21st it's supposed to all restrictions are supposed to be ending in uh, oh wow yeah i know, Party. I know. <laughs> such word i've had um, one wedding postponed to june 22nd so the day after the restrictions oh, are supposed to, I know, so, you imagine that would be a cool party to catch yeah yeah oh man yeah. i i can imagine that everyone is uh, going to be absolutely wasted yeah, <laughs> they will. will that be yeah, it'd be quite a party. And uh, Matt, by the way, your your English is is so good. You um, such good English. You were you you were born in the US. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. But my parents are are Dutch, so uh, they just went there for work, and uh, after a okay. few years moved Did back you live to over Holland. there for a while. Yeah, but I can't really remember. It was like two and a half when we moved back to Holland. Oh, okay, cool. So, how, so you didn't get your awesome English skills from growing up in America then? How do, how do you just get to speak English so well? I don't get it. It's so cool. Uh, no, I think it really has to do with one side that Holland is such a small country <laughs> that, you, that you have to learn English. Uh, so the, this, in school, the English uh, teachers, uh, are, their level is quite good. And right. all the television shows, you know, it's not like in France or in Germany where it's dubbed. It's just in English with Dutch sub subtitles. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah. you're just used to uh, seeing all the movies and all the series uh, and uh, listening to it in English. Uh, okay. Yeah, I guess that must help. But oh man, I have such respect. I wish I could speak a different language like you can. English is so cool. It's so cool. Oh, have well, you? I I'm yeah, pretty you teach sure you're able to, to learn it uh, if, uh, <laughs> if the need is there, you know. <laughs> have you ever, have you um, been over to England at all? Yeah, but not, uh, not extensively. So a few times London and uh, yeah. the UK and I went to uh, Edinburgh and things like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, Edinburgh's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I need to, you know, I've never been to Holland yet. I've still never been. I need to. That go. is bizarre. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's lame. We're so many uh, Dutch and Belgium uh, wedding photographers, uh, uh, all knowing you and have been on the podcast. Yeah, we should, we should have do a little meetup for you. Yeah. Be, no, yeah, a TIR <laughs> a meetup party would be awesome. That yeah. would be very cool. We'll have to do that when when all this is over. We will. We'll do that at some point. Um, Marnix, let's change tack slightly. Okay. Uh, okay. A totally a very random question. Um, if you could be someone else for a day, living or dead, who would you be? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, totally yeah, I, I would love to. To uh, okay, it sounds a bit weird, but Marcus Aurelius. I would. So cool. <laughs> I've I've read a lot about this guy, and he's such a wise man, but also. Uh, in the times of the Romans, that that would have been amazing to experience how that is. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Wow, that is left field. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, your question was a bit left field. Yes, totally. You're, you're totally right. You are totally right. <laughs> well, do you read a lot of kind of historical stuff then? Um, well, sometimes just just books of people that inspire me. So. Uh, oh, that's cool. That's cool, yeah. man. 
I need to read more. I, I really do. I want to. I want to start writing as well. Um, but I need to read more. I should read more. I think they marry. They go together, reading and writing. So yeah. So so you want to to write more? So maybe you should wait until there's like a year where you have not that much to do. <laughs> no, I've missed the boat. I've no, missed the boat, Al. Missed the boat. That's funny. <laughs> um. So yeah, you like to read. What what else, Mike? Do you do you like to do? You know, when you're not working, when you're not thinking about photography. You know, what what else are you kind of passionate about? Um, actually, it's probably after that year, I, I just so enjoy just <laughs> sitting <laughs> and enjoying life. It's crazy. That's nice, though. Yeah. Because wow. I never had that. That was like a real shift in me where before I was always actually quite a nervous child, always, always, always doing stuff, always busy. Okay. But uh, something kind of snapped, apparently. And uh, now I just so enjoy just sitting or walking in a park and just enjoying being <laughs> i think that's that's brilliant i think that's like what else you know do you want i think that's just so lovely man you well know, it's so. it's funny that sentence like what else do you want that often comes in my head like i'm i'm, I'm just sitting it's like what else could i need now and I, I really don't have any idea so look <laughs> well, that's great that's a great place to be i think it really yeah it really is man that's really mm. nice mm that's awesome that's really cool i love it and and so if you're doing that um you know on your park bench and things does that mean you're not you don't watch much kind of netflix or tv ah it's funny uh during editing this is probably the weirdest answer you're going to get to to people <laughs> or you asking about netflix okay. i i put on netflix but with the sound off oh, <laughs> just wow. just uh looking at at uh series like peaky blinders Oh yeah, the lighting is so freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I just see, I get inspiration from looking at the images. Oh, that's cool. Like, oh man, I should, I should next time I'm, I'm having a, a wedding reportage. I for, during the getting ready should ask them to position themselves there because then the lighting is similar to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So you watch it all without sound. Yeah, sometimes it's just a little bit uh, low on the background. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't actually know the stories that well, but uh, <laughs> I just love the lighting. Oh, that's cool, though, man. That's cool. Oh, is it, you're missing all the Birmingham accents. That's where I'm from originally, from Birmingham. Ah, where okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, so <laughs> that's funny. Um, OK, well, well, should we still do this little Netflix game, Arnix, that I've been doing recently? I, I'm going to so suck at this. <laughs> good, good. That's good. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so you know the concept. I'm going to say um, a synopsis and let's see if you can get it. Okay. When, when I heard it, it's like, oh, I hope he doesn't ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm enjoying it though. So I'm forcing it on people. It's funny. It's funny. And I think yeah. hopefully people are enjoying it at home as well. That's good. So, okay. Are you ready for your first one? Sure. Hit me. Okay. This is a movie. It's an old movie. But okay. So the synopsis is. Parapsychologists create a business exterminating ghouls and hobgoblins and end up facing one killer demon in a cellist's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I would get it from that as well. It's a very old film. Um, it's got Bill Murray in and American film. With goblins? With, well, I think that, yeah, ghouls it, and hobgoblins. Oh, it's not Ghostbusters. It is Ghostbusters, yeah. <laughs> I know. It, it's a strange synopsis, isn't it? I wouldn't have got it from the Netflix synopsis. It's strange, ah, but funny. yeah, it is Ghostbusters. Good one. See, there you go. That's good. One out of one so far. <laughs> okay, next one's a series, more modern series. Okay. Um, when a past crime catches up with her, a privileged New Yorker ends up in a women's prison where she quickly makes friends and foes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I see it as recommendations all the time. Uh, yeah, I actually know how it looks, uh, <laughs> but I have no idea what the name is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something with orange. Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah, so well, orange give you is that. no black, right? Exactly. Yeah, good yeah. one. Yeah, man. Good. Good. It's, Are you giving I'm, me the easy ones? <laughs> no, I'm not actually. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> It's random what I'm giving you. It's random. Um, but it's actually pretty good. That I've only watched the first series, but I liked it. But there's loads of series, isn't it? I need to watch more of that. Okay, are you ready? Two out of two, man. This is good. Are you ready for your final one? Sure, sure. 
This is an old film as well. It's an old film. Uh, this is a tricky one. So just let you know. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Okay. Stuck in a traffic jam, William Foster abandons his car and walks across Los Angeles. After encountering, sorry, after encountering one obstacle after another, he finally snaps. Ah, yeah, yeah, I know this. Uh, what's the guy from? Uh, <laughs> it's a good uh, old. Uh, yeah, 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 I know the actor. Uh, he goes berserk, right? He ends up yeah. uh, shooting a bazooka and everything. Yes, yeah. Uh, it's the well, the actor is um, uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, right, Michael Douglas. Uh, no, I, I can't come up with a name, but it's yeah, it's a typical. Oh, okay, name. you know it though, anyway. So yeah, yeah. yeah you knew it. Uh, yeah, falling down, it's called. Falling down, right, right, right. That's a really good film. I like that. Yeah, man, you did really well there, though. You, you kind of got them all. <laughs> you, you did. You kind of got them all. So Two that's and a half. All, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all really good. Um, man, you mentioned how you lived in China for over a year. So that sounds like an adventure. Tell, tell us about that. What were you working over there then for as well? Yeah, during my studies, I. Uh, was uh, well, a lot of stuff is of course produced in China, and because I was uh, studying industrial design engineering, also the production part is a very important element. Right, okay. Uh, so I was uh, planning together with a, a group of seven other students uh, a student trip for four weeks through China, and I was the one in charge of arranging the companies we would visit. Oh, okay. And. Um, well, if you know a little bit about the uh, geography of, of China, you have in the south, you have Hong Kong, which is an old English territory, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they speak really well English there. Okay. But in mainland China, the rest of China, like you, you call them up, you speak English, and just, they just hang up. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so we had three days planned in Hong Kong and the rest of the four weeks in mainland China. So I, I booked uh, some, some nice uh, visits for, for companies in Hong Kong uh, within a few days, but the rest of China was like impossible to get through. Right, wow. So a good friend of mine uh, said, uh, who was a nerd like me also, he made, a, <laughs> he made a flow chart and he said, okay, you have to say this phonetically in Mandarin. Oh, wow. And, and if they say this, then you say that. <laughs> and if they say this, you can just hang up because the answer is no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cool flowchart. I like that. I like that. And uh, it actually worked. It worked. It helped me to get someone on the phone who spoke English, and then I was able to arrange oh. visits. Oh, that's clever! That's and cool. I loved, I loved it so much um, that I also started doing uh, uh, learning Mandarin on uh, on audio tapes. Oh, cool. Okay. And uh, when we were there, I was like, oh, I want to spend more time here. So. I looked for a company that allowed me to go to China often. Right. And uh, in total, I spent over a year there. Yeah. Wow, man, that's cool. Cool. And do you, can you still speak some Mandarin? I've lost quite uh, a lot. I used to be able to speak quite well, but uh, I'm, I probably will butcher a few tones if uh, I speak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't, <laughs> speak I won't force you to do it now on the podcast. Oh, that's cool, <laughs> no though. I, it sounds like it sounds like a real adventure doing that. I've I've never been to China. I'd love to go. Um, oh, it's crazy! Yeah, I I so love it, and also my my love of uh, for photography grew there immensely because every free hour that I had, which isn't all that much because you work like sixty seventy hours per week. Oh, really? Wow! Uh, yeah, I was usually flown into like, okay, we have a problem with this in this factory. Solve it, and your return ticket is when you've solved it. Oh, right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but every free hour I had, I would just uh, go with my old D750 and my uh, 85 millimeters into uh, the back streets and take uh, portraits of people. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Was that so not like typical documentary street photography, but like specific kind of portraits? Yeah, but just, just uh, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's almost impossible to... Uh, uh, do it in a documentary way because especially in those days if you go to the back streets of Shanghai you're the only white guy there right okay. so everyone's staring at you or just <laughs> around you uh, so documentary work is is not that uh, that easy but I, I love making portraits and uh, 
setting people at ease in a, in a few seconds to get an authentic portrait. That's really cool, man. That's such a, a skill to have as well. So you're not you're not nervous about kind of just talking to strangers or anything. You would just you know approach people on the streets and ask if they're you know happy with their image being taken. Yeah, no. Usually, what I would do is just I'd I'd, I'd already see someone with a very characteristic uh, face that was like, oh, it would be amazing to take a portrait of that person. Mm. Uh, and I just uh, walk around clearly with my camera in my hands and just pretending to be looking around and, and oh, shooting pictures of this and that. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, when that person, I pretend that they are seeing me first. Oh, cool. Yeah, clever. And I'd walk up to them and, and, and just with my, my uh, little bit of Mandarin say a, a stupid joke or something. And then, <laughs> uh, uh, they're usually quite polite and it's like, yeah, sure. Uh, and That's I always, oh, I always did the same same trick, which is really funny, Alan. Uh, <laughs> it'll work every time. Because okay. how do you how do you get a, a an authentic portrait on the street of someone? Because the good thing is I, I used a D750, which a D70, which was a old crop sensor, okay. and the an 85 1.8. And if you're not if if you're not a photographer, you'd you'd think it's a semi wide angle. Uh, because it's it's not that big of a lens, mm -hmm. but it becomes a 135 something along those lines. You could make mm -hmm. a very tight portrait of someone, and the person would think you're shooting like a total upper body shot. Okay, so that, yeah. that would be relaxed, make them relaxed. But also, I would focus on their eye, and then there's always sounds around. So I'd hold, I'd half press the button, focus on their eye, and then I'd look away as if I saw I heard something. And the, the person would do the same thing, and the moment they look back, that's when you shoot. Because that's the only moment they're absolutely relaxed. Very clever, man. It works really all the cool. time. Every, every shot I've taken was with that trick. <laughs> that's a good one. That's, that's really cool. I like that. Do you ever use that for your, your wedding portraits, that same technique? No. Well, uh, no, I just I used to say stupid jokes all the time. Okay. It works. <laughs> Oh, but that's really interesting hearing about that. Would you then, when you were doing these street portraits, would you go and show them their photo on the, on the back of the camera as well? And... Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, cool. I just, you know, it's something I've never done. Again, I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, really cool. Um, yeah, and I'm it's... not used to doing it anymore on the street. Like, I wouldn't go in Holland to do the same thing. I should, maybe. It would be a nice, nice practice. To... Yeah, it'd be a good project as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah photo project but yeah i think it's i think it's just really cool and you sound you sound just very confident you know and you're very you're very easy to talk to which is great and and that skill it must be really good for your weddings you know the people side of what we do is so important yeah and, and that's funny that you say that because the the i always thought that industrial design engineering was the perfect uh, study for me because you have both the technical and the creative side but I realized how much I missed the, the human connection side. And that's where all those three elements come together in, in weddings. And yeah, that's true, it's, isn't uh, it? yeah, perfect thing for you, man. The perfect thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not get nervous shooting at all or, you know, meeting new people, which you do all the time at a wedding? Do you not get nervous about that? Uh, I, I get uh, excited. Like, okay, we're going to, we're gonna do this. <laughs> That's Something great. Like that. Yeah, but um, not nerves. No, and it's it's funny uh, thinking back because I used to be a very nervous kid, uh, always quite tense. And I realized that at a certain moment, I was thinking about that a few weeks ago. When did that shift? That was um, what's what's I, I always forget how in English the different kind of levels of school are called. So what's what's the school? Just before you go to high school? Oh, yeah. Um, like secondary school? Right, right. So yeah. in the last year, then I think I was 11. Uh, in Holland, we have this, this uh, week where you go on a small holiday with the, with the class. Oh, okay. And it's usually like a small farm or something near the woods. And you do all sorts of things like uh, at night there will be like a rope through the uh, quote-unquote forest, which is just a few <laughs> bushes. And then the... the, the then the the teachers would be dressed up as I don't know uh, a witch with a, a, a torch below uh, their face to scare uh, you. Yeah, that sounds cool. And uh, I realized there that I was I was in a group of five with three of the 
the popular but kind of bully kind of kids in right. my class. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was so funny to see that they were scared the most. <laughs> they were screaming like like little kids. And I was like, and, and it suddenly hit me like, what? We've been following these guys for wow. the past six years. But they're just like everyone else. They're just nervous and, and uh, uh, a little bit, uh, you know, they, they don't know it. But they just mm. over pretend that they are. And I, I kind of uh, saw this as a more bigger thing. It's like, hey, I, I think <laughs> most people go through life like this. Yeah. So instead of following the people who pretend to be uh, quite confident, I might just follow my own instinct and uh, see where it takes me. Ah, that's cool. That's really interesting that you can actually think of, you know, of a, a certain event like that that had a kind of impact on you like that. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how those small things can have a, a big impact mm. uh, yeah. mm. i'm really interested man it's, it's, i'm so enjoying talking to you this is really fun <laughs> <laughs> <Likewise>. <laughs> um and, and the talking of talking of fun you recently joined us on our first clubhouse chat where um you told a great story about something a bit embarrassing that happened to you at a wedding which i loved man um would you be able to share that story again here with that with the podcast listeners sure sure uh <laughs> we're talking about the wedding car Yes, the car. The car. <laughs> I told a few, a few embarrassing things. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, you can tell more. You can tell them all here if you want. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, so this was, I think, eight years ago. Um, I, uh, I actually, well, crash is a big word, but I bumped into the wedding car <laughs> of the wedding couple, and. Uh, <laughs> The, the bad thing was, apart from me bumping into it, that it wasn't even with my own car, but it was with the groom's car. <laughs> I know, that's so amazing, man. <laughs> and, and why were you driving the groom's car again? Yeah, I, I think it was just logistically better or something to, to use his car. I can't remember. It's a long time ago, but I re realized like there was this moment when they were parking and I was driving his car and I, I couldn't really see how far the, the hood of the car would go. And I, I was like, I can take this turn. I was just trying to park next to the wedding couple. And like, poof, I was like, oh, crap. And I, I just remember those moments where I just holding onto the steering wheel and like flush between my, my armpits, like, like, you freaking kidding me. What just happened? Oh, man, man, that would stress me out. But they were cool, weren't they? They, they were, were fine. They were so cool. They were so fun. And it was like a really, really small bump there's right. not even uh, there was only like the rubber of the of the bumper just a little <laughs> mark on it and and the groom he, he he walked out of the car and the only thing he did he looked looked at it he, he put his finger in his mouth and then uh, wiped it off it's like no problem that's what he <laughs> said <laughs> that is cool <laughs> oh man i bet your heart was in your oh man i can only imagine i'm so awful with driving so that is like my worst nightmare that is like hitting the yeah, yeah, no, I have this this trauma now where I always like uh, park uh, way, way <laughs> further up. Uh, it's like, no, no, there's a spot over there, 100 meters further also where I can park. <laughs> I'm like that. I'm like that in day to day life. I swear my parking is so bad. My wife always we go like, you know, if we're going in the olden days when you go out to a supermarket and whatnot, there'd be loads of she'd say <laughs> a long time of, ago. Yeah, I know. Back in the <laughs> back in the day but yeah there'd be available spaces but i i have to go around to where there's like five free spaces in a row you know uh, that's that's what i like to do uh that's funny um no, I, I, I have to i have to actually practice uh like my driving skills aren't that bad nowadays but parking is still one of my uh not so strong points <laughs> so uh i don't want it to become a self-fulfilling prophecy so i'm uh i, I have to actually uh yeah practice it more and then after a while i'm like comfortable with this like i can do this <laughs> oh it's funny yeah I'm, I'm out of practice as well just in driving in general you know i, I, I don't because obviously with corona last year i've not really driven much at all you know it's really been really strange that way um you're used to having weddings like many hours away yeah so um like 95 percent of my weddings are out of my area so i'm normally driving you know at least three four sometimes five six hours to my wedding okay Wow. Yeah. Crazy. What about you? No, no, no. Usually very near. Oh, it's nice. either that or destination weddings, but then uh, yeah. uh, it's also from people nearby. 
Oh, that's that, interesting. Uh, that uh, get married abroad, or one of the two is uh, from the area where we're going to. Uh, okay, and do you enjoy your, your destination weddings? Do you enjoy those? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, but not too many. Like two or three per year is perfect. Um, I get that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I actually enjoy having weddings nearby, and Holland is so small. Uh, right, like okay. you're saying, uh, five, six hour drive. Like there's no part in Holland where you can drive for six hours and not be abroad. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or you're driving so slow. Like, <laughs> Oh, that's really interesting, actually. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, so, so actually, if you were, were living in a country as small as, as Holland, you'd have only destination weddings. <laughs> 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 oh that's funny yeah i so i do i do loads that far like like cambridge norfolk way for me because i live in cornwall it's the very south west of england you know yeah they're all far to go to and yeah i don't mind i like driving at night though i like that so i'll often finish but a wedding actually at, after after finishing a wedding at midnight you you're going to drive five hours back yeah i do now so i've been doing that for the last couple of years so i generally don't finish at midnight it might be like half 10 11 the latest i'll finish but i'll drive five sometimes six hours back yeah crazy. but i have a mcdonald's at like three o'clock in the morning on the motorway <laughs> <laughs> Um, Malik, so one of your specific um, reportage awards that I love, and I think it was the first one you won from us, I think, um, is a bride and groom, well, I think they're the bride and groom, at the meal, and like she's on a phone call, and he looks to be, I think he's like taking a photo oh, yeah, yeah. with his phone. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. yeah. So, you, love, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. such a cool kind of modern, it's like real world view of life and, and marriage. I love it. Um, yeah, can you tell us about that? You remember taking it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the, oof, it was maybe one of the first, it was in the first wedding season, uh, oh, right. so 2018, uh, first wedding season when I was going full-time, 2018, um, and uh, yeah, they were, they were using their phone quite often during the day, it was so funny, and I, I'm, I'm kind of, I know what I can, can, can do, like if I can take a picture of that, and they'll, we had a good rapport throughout the day, so oh, cool, I saw yeah. that moment, and uh, I had already had my flash uh, on the right, uh, bouncing off the wall because it was a really dark attic where they were uh, having their dinner. And this was the, the first dish that was being served. And she actually got a phone call. I remember her saying like, no, no, I'm at my wedding now. <laughs> and, he, and, and, and he was taking a picture of it. I thought it was so fitting. And yeah. I took the picture and afterwards they saw it. And they said, uh, let us take a look at it. And I showed it. It's like, Oh my God, can you like send it to us now? Like, okay. So I actually sent it from there to my phone and then to them. And they posted it directly there on Facebook saying, our wedding photographer knows us so well, he was able to capture our entire wedding in one shot. Oh, that's so cool. That's great. That's so awesome to have that kind of instant feedback from an image as well. Yeah, yeah, because it was kind of like, okay, do you take a picture of this? Like, ah, uh, sure we can. <laughs> oh, that's really cool, mate. That's so interesting to hear about that. And do do they know now that it's um, award winning? Because it's, it's not just reputation yeah, awards, yeah. it elsewhere as well. Do they know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then they're they're really really cool about it. So they always make uh, make jokes when I post it. Oh, that's cool, but that's so cool. I'm so that. so happy with the with the, the clients I get there. So usually so relaxed and so fun to hang out with. So uh, mm. really blessed you, with that. Well, you say blessed though, but what do you put that down to? It must be you know a specific reason why in some way you're attracting you know down to earth relaxed couples. You know what what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I feel my website is just like really how I am. So mm. I have videos on there how I am and. Yeah, I started to watch one of your videos, but then it is all in Dutch, so I couldn't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, Have you got feedback on those videos? I think you, and you do those like, behind the scenes of some individual images as well, or you've done it on video as well, haven't you? Have yeah, you yeah. Enjoyed that works doing really those? well. I like doing those. It's not too long, like one minute just talking about an image. Mm. Um, it must and, give your uh, potential clients such an insight into your personality, as well as your expertise, but your personality as well. So that's really yeah, and and you know, there are so many good photographers. Also in in the Netherlands, uh, we have such a high level. Um, so they're they're actually buying you, your oh, your God. character. Um, so you can have someone who's a better photographer than me, but 
if he doesn't vibe or he or she doesn't vibe with you, then you don't want that person around. So I just, I want my entire website to be how I am. So I get those customers that that really would like to hang out with me and could also have a drink a beer with me if if uh, it wasn't wedding related. Like have a have a nice uh, evening uh, and talk about things. Yeah. No, I get that's so important. It is really, really, really important. That's cool. Yeah, because I just think it's just so interesting how you know photographers get relaxed couples, but yeah, it isn't luck. It's all about you know what you're projecting, what you're showing, your personality. It's it's all a massive part of it. And talking of that, and like talking with kind of potential clients, do you um, do you always meet your clients beforehand, or do you generally you know do it over Skype or just emails or what? How do you do that? I, I used to do it always face to face because they're usually only a maximum an hour's drive away. Oh, right, yeah. And I usually go to them because I feel that um, then they're in their relaxed space and I can see things in their house and know more about them and, and, and relate better than oh, when they're cool. a little bit anxious on my couch. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I would say, like, if I'm available for their date, 95% of the time, if people contact me, they also book me because the, you know, the pricing is, is clearly on my website and it's, it's not the cheapest. Mm -hmm. uh, so if people send me a message, they definitely know uh, what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, that's so, a good yeah. hit rate 95% as well yeah so man they like you or they meet you as well it's all good and well they, they, I think they, they like me or they don't like me but then they <laughs> if they don't like me they, they won't contact me so yeah and you don't want to shoot their wedding if they don't like you anyway. no 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 I, and I, I have to say Alan that the first year when I was I did that marketing uh, a trick where I got 15 weddings <laughs> uh, I, I didn't have elaborate conversations with everyone that I booked and it was for a lower price end. and and there was so much more hassle right, than okay. nowadays and nowadays I, I get i get wedding couples who even before i send the invoice have already paid it it's like no wow. no no we we already we we've decided uh, you're available okay we'll, we'll we'll pay already so it's That's crazy cool. it's uh yeah Mm, really cool man so you mentioned how you have the prices on your site are they the because it's always a, a, a bone of contention with photographers you know some people show their prices some people don't some people yeah, are starting yeah. from prices do you have like your full pricing details on your site or full is it pricing like, yeah, yeah so they know cool. uh, but has I, it always I, been I like that be something yeah yeah that's cool yeah mm. uh i just don't want to waste time with convincing people Mm, I've always said the same. It's so true. Yeah. It's so, uh, and I will, I kind of have this, yeah, would say it abundant mindset where like there's so many people getting married, and I I only need 25 wedding couples per year, and I just want those people that I really enjoy uh, spending time with, and and I I'm pretty sure that that will lead to the best results also. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. It's cool. It's awesome, man. Awesome. Um, okay, Amolix is out. Do you have a particular piece of software or app that you couldn't do without, except Lightroom? <laughs> do you use anything else? Except Lightroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there comes my geeky uh, uh, background again. That's good. Uh, uh, all the, the, the Google apps. So I, I use... Excel to uh, auto-generate like replies to emails and okay. uh, do all my bookings and everything. So I. Uh, well, do you I have like different everything. auto replies depending on like what they've included in the message or something? Is it that advanced or? Well, so I just get the names and uh, the dates and sometimes the location where they're getting married, and then I have like three different options: what kind of reply I send That's based nice. on if I'm available or not. Uh, and I just want to reply as fast as possible, you know, so when, mm -hmm. and uh, I always send a, I ask for the phone number also when they apply for uh, a certain date and in vast majority of the times they give it. So I also send a, uh, a WhatsApp like, hey, I just, uh, thank you for your uh, inquiry. I just uh, sent you an email. Uh, cool. I do that as well. So it gives them a hint to like maybe look in their spam or junk as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mm, good, good, good thinking. I like the way you say you, you want to re- reply as soon as possible as well. And I do the same now. I just remember when I first started in business, like back in 2012, you know, I think I had this feeling like I needed to appear more professional. So if I had an inquiry at like eight o'clock at night, I didn't reply until like 9 a.m. the next morning because oh, you know, that, yeah, that was working hours. But I, I, I soon realized how ridiculous that is. But yeah, did you ever, were you ever like that at all? Uh, maybe before I started doing wedding photography, yes, yes. Mm. But um, yeah, as as you say, it, it's people just appreciate it so much when you reply fast. And and if they're if they're in the mode of of looking for a wedding photographer, why would you want to give your competition a head start? Exactly. Mm. Totally agree. If you can be the first to open that dialogue and get back to them, um, I think it, it puts you in good stead. Yeah. 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 And they're they're excited at that time, and they've just contacted you. Well, hopefully they're excited as well. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully they are. <laughs> um, Marnix, okay, I, I like this question. I ask this one quite a lot, but I find it very interesting. Um, what does it mean to be successful to you? You know, what is success? Um, success is being happy. Yeah, that's there's nothing more than you need than enjoying life so i totally agree what i realized is that you know when 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 i was working as an engineer at a certain moment i realized like i, I did everything that society tells me to do and i'm supposed to be happy i am not right yeah <laughs> so uh it says okay you uh, you do your uh, your studies you get a good paying job you get your few few days of holiday you get a girlfriend, you buy a house, okay. Uh, and, and then why is still the vast majority of our society semi-depressed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, be, being happy is uh, the essence. And from that, you will create work that will help others and, and, and they're willing to pay for it uh, for quality. Mm-hmm. It's true, it's win-win all around. Yeah. And you sound happy, mean, though, I mean, man. You sound happy. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it hasn't always been the case. But, uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, this just like the maybe opposite is even even more true. Like the, the general sense of dis-ease or lack that kind of seems rampant maybe in our society or, well, at least it was in me for, for many years. That kind of vanished. So there's like a certain ease to, to, to life. And I think wedding photography, doing wedding photography, is a, is an important part of that. So last Sunday I had my first wedding in a in a while. Again, I was like, oh, I so love this. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, man. And how how's the rest of the year looking for you? You know, booking wise, it hopefully better than last year. Is it? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Actually, it, it's it's uh, quite a lot of uh, bookings these last weeks. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Still a few for twenty one, but most for twenty two. Right. Okay. Uh, mm. For 22 later, is going to be a bumper year. So, sorry? Tw- uh, just 2022 is hopefully going to be a bumper, bumper year. Yeah, yeah, photography yeah. world. And yeah, mad. Okay, I'm on Marnix as well. I've got time for just a few more questions. Enjoying this. Um, if you could interview any wedding photographer in the world, who would it be? I think I would uh, want to meet up with Fer Juaristi. Oh, yeah, cool. He's so funny. Ever- he is, isn't he? I went on one of his workshops in London a few years ago. And it was ah, really nice. Fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Have you ever met him? No, 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 no. Uh, just uh, one time there was this, uh, uh, I'm on his Patreon. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. So we do like every once in a while, there's a, for the, for the non-Spanish speaking, uh, there's a, a meetup, a Zoom meetup. So talk there, but uh, uh, cool. not okay. in real life. Ah, uh, cool. He's such, yeah, he's such a character. And he, do you know what? He's he's one of the first photographers for me, just to who made me re- like realize you can do this just however you want. You know, just so different. I remember seeing him on a cover of some kind of British photography magazine and just being like, wow. This, I mean, in a way, you could say this isn't wedding photography, but it is. And that you know, wedding photography is what you want it to be, which is yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool guy. And he was one of the, yeah the workshop that he did. Um, you know, often when you go in a workshop, the photographer has you know a couple of models or real people to do the mm-hmm. shoot and the the models he had was ross harvey and his girlfriend ah funny. Yeah? yeah i know it was mad that but 
yeah, he's 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 a he's a cool guy. He swears all the time, like every other word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's funny, like uh, when you when you you say like uh, you find a photographer and you're like, wow, this is also wedding photography. That from the from the other way around, I, I started out with a lot of this, you know, flash technique uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started out doing full-time wedding photography, 2018, I, I knew, knew no one in the wedding photography business, like no one. And I actually, I Googled, like, best wedding photographer in the world. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> it's like, let's get some inspiration. Yeah. And I thought, like, you know, I know how to take pictures. Like, how difficult can it be? You just you shoot when they're, when they're doing their thing and you take pictures yeah. <laughs> a, li- a little bit uh, naive. And then I, 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 I uh, typed in best wedding photographer in the world and I saw Isabella Hutting for, oh, for yeah. Fearless. And I'm like, huh, let me check. And she's, she's based in my city in Rotterdam, actually <laughs> like a kilometer away. And I looked at her images and I'm like, the first image like, okay, this, this is pretty good. Next one. <laughs> huh, uh, okay, this is good. And then the third one's like, oh my God, my work sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get that. It's, it's funny doing it at that kind of time, isn't it? That I remember, yeah, searching similar-ish. And it's so funny how you search for the best in the world and she's just, uh, the result was a mile away from where you live as well. Yeah, so I just I just opened up the website and uh, looked at her website, saw her phone number, called her up and said like, hey, can I tag along on a wedding? Like those awful requests you get as a wedding photographer <laughs> and uh she just started laughing it's like do you know how many times i get this request it's like nope <laughs> but still can i can i tag along <laughs> and she said okay the first i need to know more about you before i say yes to these kind of things it's like oh, okay well i've been shooting weddings for 10 years now that's what i said oh yeah <laughs> it's true yeah it's <laughs> true uh, and uh, so how many weddings did you shoot? It's like, uh, I said, uh, eight. So you shot eight weddings last year? No, 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 in the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like awkwardly silent for a long time. But we had a really good conversation. And later on, she also said like, I don't know how you did it, but you, you just caught me on a, on a really good time. And I ended up saying yes. And then a few months later, she called me up like, uh, you can join if you want. Oh, that's uh, cool which was mind-blowing for me to see how relaxed she would just find one spot. It's like, okay, the image is going to come, going to come here. This is the best spot. And she would just sit there. And, you know, in, in the end, it's like an amazing, amazing picture telling the entire story from one, uh, one uh, certain vantage point where she was sitting. It's awesome. Oh, that's cool, man. That's a great story as well. And I love the way that you had that, I mean, it's not just confidence. It's that just that kind of that proactiveness. Is surely a better word? You know how you you know you found her on the internet and then you called her up. And, and a lot of people wouldn't do that. And I have so much respect for you for like just really going for it like that. I think that's really inspirational. It's really- thanks, thanks. But I, I think it has to going back to the story I said about uh, uh, last year before uh, going to high school. The uh, with the 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 cool kids who were actually so nervous and so scared. So like I re- I realized at that moment like everyone's just a human being they're just trying to get through, mm. so, so even true. though she's the big Isabella Hutting or the big Ferrari or the big Alan Law, yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't think so, don't think so. <laughs> just, just a person, you know, we can talk. That's <laughs> uh, no, so cool, man. I have so much respect for that. I think that's really awesome, and I think I hope I, I just so love how you know we're just talking here, but I hope people listening and just, and getting that from you i just think that's really cool it's really cool really cool um dude we're gonna this has been like this has been so good i think we've got time just for one more question if that's okay <laughs> sure sure okay so i'm gonna do i'm not gonna do the small canopy one i'm gonna do a big one because i want to i've not i've not asked you many uh questions about your advice i want to i want to hear more from you so yeah what would be your top tips to help someone become better at the documentary side of what we do what would be your top tips Take take a, a 24, 28, 35 millimeter one camera, and spend one day with a per, with a family. That like totally changed the way I I did uh, photography. Huh? The first first time I did that, it was mind blowing. Like, what so, do you mean, like kind of doing a family shoot? Like, yeah, 
a day in life, just ah, just cool. tagging along with with uh, a family, and uh, you know, just keep basic rules like okay, make sure that the lines are square, make sure uh, that that there's nothing sticking out of someone's head. Like mm. keep it that simple, and you find a spot where you think okay, this is where the the moment's gonna be, and just wait and just wait. Mm. Uh, that has totally changed the way I shoot repertoire. And it's so funny when I re think about it because I was first doing so many like the, the post shots and everything. Uh, and then I realized like, okay, especially after looking at Isabella Hutting's work, it's like, okay, I should for next season, I should really go into the more repertoire stuff. And I think you were then starting uh, with TIR and you, um, were uh, subscribing to different kind of people's uh, Instagram account uh -huh. and uh, talking about uh, TIR. And I looked it up and was like, wow, this actually looks really good. Let's, oh, cool. let's start here. And I was just so inspired with all these images. So every time I, I uh, had a wedding, I would just open up my inspiration folder, which it was filled with documentary images. Uh, that's cool. And, uh, and, every, and this is also where I learned a lot Every time I shot a wedding, I would do the culling the day after uh, yeah. and, and send the previews soon because I want to learn from my wedding now so the next wedding I can incorporate it. Oh, so that's like, great. This is really good. This is really good. This really sucks. I have, next time I should do this. Next time I should do this. Mm. So you, you, you can learn much faster with the, the documentary stuff. Uh, if you do it uh, in this way. Ah, that's a really good tip as well, man. Yeah, really good. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, I've, I've, I've loved it. I have loved this, man. Thank you so much Thank for coming on here and talking Quite an to honor. me. It's, been, it's an honor to, to have you on here, man. It's been really, it's really great. So cool. And oh, I hope I hope we get to meet one day in the flesh. That would be so cool. We need to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. funny when, when, when we did uh, the clubhouse uh, the first thing you said, and you say it more often on, on podcasts, it's so funny to hear your voice. But we're, <laughs> we're all so used to hearing your voice. And I also said this in the, 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 the little talk we had before, like you have the, the perfect podcast voice. No, that's we're, so, not. We're, we're all so used to, to having the idea that we're talking to, your, to you quite often. <laughs> but, but it's a one-way street because... You've never heard our voice. Oh, uh, well, a lot of time. Yeah, that's I feel sorry for you all having to hear my voice every week. No, that's no, no, unfortunate no. circumstances. That is. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I love the fact that now people can hear your voice, man. That is just, that's just really, really cool. And yeah, hopefully we'll get to meet, you know. Um, we'll hopefully be doing the um, TIR Christmas party this year. You know, yeah. very welcome to come over. It would be awesome. And as we said, though, as we were discussing earlier, it'd be awesome to do a TIR meetup in Holland. And I'd love to do that one day as well. That'd be so cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll uh, get a lot of people uh, coming over. Oh, it'll be fun. It would be really fun. Dude, thank you so much for talking to me. And, and, and if anyone listening now, do head to thisreportage.com. I'll include that specific reportage board that Malik spoke about. And I'll see you in a link through to his site as well. And yeah, and all the best for the year ahead, man. Thank you. You too. And yeah, lovely talking to you. And uh, hopefully I'll, we'll, we'll meet one day. Sure. Likewise. Yeah. Keep well, man. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the 75th episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. Really enjoyed chatting to Marnix. Hope you enjoyed listening. Head to thisisreportage.com for a link through to his website and to see the specific reportage you already spoke about too. We have lots more episodes of the podcast available where we speak to wedding and family photographers from all over the world. Delve into our back catalogue to hear from the likes of Liam and Dom of York Place Studios, Alice Chapman, Menina Cognes Menina, Christian Levin, Rocio Vega, Alison Bounce, Ange Waterton, Sana de Bloch, Fabio Marula, and many, many more. If you're not yet a member of the Shepardage or the Shepardage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual awards and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers, and much more. Submissions are open now for our next award collections. The deadline is the same for both our wedding site and our family site. Submit by 2359 BST on 24th of May 2021. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now.